Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today as we get into the word of God, talk about it. And on here on Sunday mornings, we like to talk particularly about a Christian song, a hymn or classic hymn or a contemporary song. So we make sure that when we sing, we know what we're singing about and it's more meaningful to us. So welcome. If you're here regularly, I love you guys. So glad you're here with us. If this is your first time, I hope you do subscribe, hit the notify button, like the video, share where you're from, and I hope you'll join us every single day as we get into the Word of God, pray about it. This morning's song or hymn that we want to look at on this Sunday morning is called Holy, 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 and it's written by a guy named Reginald Heber, and he lived only 43 years. He's an interesting fella because at age seven, he was translating Latin poems and hymns into English. He was a bright young lad, shall we say, and uh, uh, born into a Christian home, a wealthy home. He, be, he went to Oxford. He became a um, minister. And at age 38, he fulfilled a lifelong dream to go be a missionary in India. But he only lasted there three years before health, the health issues, the travel, took its toll, and he passed away and died there at age 42. But he wrote this song, Holy, Holy, Holy. Do you know what it means to be holy? It means we're set apart. It means we're, Scripture tells us in 1 Peter 1, you shall be holy, for I am holy. I believe this is the only time God refers to himself in the first person. Often God says things, the Bible says like God is love or God is almighty or God is the almighty. But I believe this might be the only time where God says, I am holy. I am, gives a description of who he is. Holy means set apart, perfect, sinless, without any blame, perfect. We often approach God in our modern day, do we not, as if God's somewhat of our equal. I'm often amazed when I'm out on campus talking to students how easily people feel they can judge God. They can judge God's goodness. They can judge God's moral decisions. They can judge God's judgments. He's the one who will prevail when he's judged. His judgments are right. Let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. Our judgments of God often are wrong. But here we have this verse, this song. Let's get into it. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning, our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Indeed, this holy, 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 we'll see in a moment the, the, uh, the vision of Isaiah, the prophet, where Isaiah saw the Lord and he cried out, holy, holy, holy. This is where this song comes from, Isaiah chapter 6. And it is interesting that even in the Old Testament, you see this three times. You ever wonder why three times it says, why it didn't just say holy is the Lord or holy, holy is the Lord? Or holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Three times it mentions. We often assume this is because of the Trinity, the Father, 
the Son, the Holy Spirit, that Isaiah was seeing. And here, uh, uh, Hebner brings this out in the song, the Blessed Trinity. Holy, verse 2, holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubim and seraphim, the angels, those are angels, cherubim and seraphim, falling down before thee, which wert and art and evermore shall be. Again, another description of God found, uh, of, of the Trinity of God found in the New Testament book of Revelation, who, who was, who is, and who is to come. Next verse, chapter, verse 3, holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye is sinful man, thy glory may not see. Only thou art holy. There is none beside thee perfect in power, in love, and purity. Again, speaking of God's perfections, holiness, God's perfections, God's uniqueness. He's perfect in power, perfect in his authority, perfect in how in his dealings with humanity and with all of his creation. He's perfect in love. His holiness says his love is not tainted. It's not tainted by self-interest. It's not tainted by selfishness. It's not tainted by greed. God's love is holy. His holiness describes every aspect of his being. It, it, God's justice is holy. God's Everything about God is holy, perfect, without fault, without blame. He's perfect in purity. There's no defilement in our God. Who, who can we say this about anyone else? You know, even other idols all have defilements in them. There's no idols of the world that are perfect. And there's no person that's perfect. And there's nothing that's perfect other than the Lord God. Holy is He. Final verse, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. All thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, holy, holy merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. We thank the Lord that in His holiness, He is a God of mercy. He's a God of forgiveness. <clears throat> Indeed, if it were not for God's mercy and forgiveness shown to us and secured for us by the Lord Jesus Christ when He gave His life as a sacrifice for our sins, if it were not for that, who could stand in his presence? Who could even look upon the Lord? <clears throat> I have people say to me often, you know, if God would just show himself to me, I'd believe. No, if God would show himself to you, you'd fall down as a dead man. If God would show himself to you, if, if they say to me, if, if, if he'd stand right here, if I could see him, if God would show himself, he shines brighter than the noonday sun, you'd go blind looking at God. The eyes of sinful man cannot behold him. He's too perfect. He's too awesome. And yet, he welcomes sinners. See, this is the amazing thing about our holy God, is it not? We sometimes think that the only people that have any hope with God are the perfect but Jesus said he did not come to save, uh, uh, to call the righteous, but sinners. He called sinners to repentance. 
And God who dwells, it says in Isaiah 57, God who dwells in a high and holy place, he also dwells with a lowly and contrite of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly. Our God, you can, re- you can reach God one of two ways. You can either be as holy and perfect as him, which no one can be. You can either say, I'm going to approach God as his equal. Well, you can't. He's, he's unique. He's holy. He's perfect. And you and I are not. We're sinful. Or the other way you can approach God, Isaiah 57, 15, is lowly and contrite, broken, humble, confessing, repenting your own need, your own sinfulness, your own need of his mercy and forgiveness. This is what Isaiah experienced in Isaiah chapter 6. Let's read this. It's one of the great chapters in Scripture, one of the great events in Scripture. Isaiah was a prophet. And he'd already prophesied five chapters here from visions that God had shown him, things God had shown him. But here we see in chapter 6, in the year of King Uzziah, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim were standing above him, each having six wings with two with two, he covered his face. With two, excuse me, have six wings. With two, each covered his face. And with two, each covered his feet. And with two, each flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of armies. The Lord God Almighty, in most translations say. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out with the temple while the temple was filling with smoke. Can you imagine it? These mighty angels with six wings, four of them they used to cover themselves. They had to, they had to fly with a couple. But these mighty angelic beings in the presence of God, what did they do? They humbled themselves. They covered themselves that the Lord might be the center of all attention. And they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Oh, how true that is. The earth, everywhere we look, we see the glory of God, the life-giving, almighty creator of all. Well, what would you do if you were in that scene? Here's the prophet Isaiah, a holy man, but he says this, Then I said, Woe is me, for I'm ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. Imagine again, Isaiah, a prophet. It was with his lips that he served God. His lips were the the thing that he offered to God. He was a man who spoke the word of God. And yet he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. When he saw the holy God of all, this was his response. His humility, his brokenness. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your guilt is taken away. And atonement is made for your sin. Hallelujah. You see the holy God, you humble yourself, you confess your sin, and he's quick to forgive and to bring atonement and to bring cleansing 
And this is what God brought to this prophet, this man of God. But that wasn't it. What's our response when that happens? What should be our response? Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. What a depiction of the call. What a call of Isaiah and what a depiction of what our life can be. Oh, might we be people that as we worship the Lord, might we see him as did Isaiah, high and lifted up, the the train of his robe filling the temple, exalted above all. Might we see him this way? And as we do, might it bring humility to us, not a pride or self-righteousness or look what I've got together, but a, oh my goodness, woe is me for mine eyes have seen the king. And he'll cleanse you. He'll forgive us. He'll make us new. He'll, he'll, he'll cleanse us in the blood of Christ. Isaiah was touched with a, a coal from the altar. We'll be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And then we'll have an ear that listens, that says, Lord, that hears the Lord saying, whom, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Indeed, God is looking for people. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. God is certainly looking for people who would answer his call. And Isaiah's response, here am I, send me. Might that be ours as well. Oh, Father, we praise you today. You are the holy God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the whole earth is full of your glory. We humble ourselves before you. We confess and acknowledge our own sinfulness. We confess and acknowledge how we fall short. We're not like you, Lord. And yet, we thank you for the glorious gospel that you are making us like you. You're transforming us into your very image. Hallelujah, we give you praise. And I pray, Father, also we would, our ear would be attentive to your cry and to your heart and your desire where you, I know today you're still saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I pray, Father, that our response would be, here am I, send me. Oh, Lord, when we consider who you are, who we are, and all that you've done for us, I pray that our response will be, Lord, here am I, use me as you will. Accomplish your purposes through me. Use me as your vessel through whom you can show your holiness, your mercy, your goodness, your love upon this earth. We bless you today, and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. What an awesome call that we had upon this life. This verse this verse has been one I've been thinking about this summer. I've had several people share with me this verse. You know, earlier in the summer, I had a couple close friends pass away who I looked up to, and people have shared this verse with me and ran across some beautiful music on the internet of this and depiction of it. You want one thing to pray for me? Pray that I would be hearing freshly the call of God and re- knowing how to respond. In the year of King Uzziah's death, this, this vision came to Isaiah. And sometimes when others who are going ahead of us, when their their time comes, God gives us fresh vision in our life. Amen. 
So anyway, thanks for joining me today. We're here every morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, live, but you can watch the video later on the day or listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. I hope you join us. I hope you subscribe and become part of our community. Like the video, leave a message below, say hi, tell me who you are, especially if you're new. I always like to hear from new people in particular. And if you're a regular, thanks for being part of this community. I love you guys. I'm glad you're here. I'm so happy how God uses this time. I pray your life is being encouraged, inspired, and your life is growing to be more and more like Jesus. I know it is. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy, and a sense of His call upon your life. Amen? All right, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.